Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard from thedraftnetwork.com along with Trevor Sikama, also from thedraftnetwork.com. In the first weekend of NFL playoffs just wrapped up for the 2018-2019 season. And uh, we have thoughts, do we not, Trevor? Well, we got thoughts. We got lots of thoughts. Do we start with this Indy Houston? I mean, first of all, just as an overall assessment, were the games good in your opinion? I mean, technically they were close games. Um... Man, what I an interesting f- question. I feel very no. frustrated by the brand of football I watched this weekend. I don't know. It was weird because, you know, like, I tweeted out this weekend the little meme of the butterfly guy holding his hand up, and it was like, oh, bad play calling? Mm-hmm. Is this a playoff matchup between yeah. good defenses? And I do, like, sort of believe that, but I don't want to say it was all bad offense because I do think the defense has really stepped up this weekend for whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it was the playoffs, but um, there were also some some really bad. There was also some bad play calling. So oh I guess yeah. it was back and forth. Like it was good and bad. I mean, there were times this weekend where you could have said Scott Linehan was the best, other than Indy, maybe. Even though in the second half they didn't score, and Dude, they Frank still Reich's won. incredible. <laughs> yeah, Frank Reich is incredible. They did hit a incredible. wall in that second half, but yeah, it, but I mean, like football's a game of like yeah, peaks yeah. and valleys. Like right, that's right. always going to happen. Other than Indy, I felt like Scott Linehan might have been. I still like Nag. I mean, obviously, like I'm not ranking them overall, but this weekend, like, I mean, Seattle was unwatchable. Houston did some really poor things. Baltimore and the Chargers. Bill O'Brien, certified bad coach. Okay, you really think that? I don't know. Now, I don't necessarily think he's a bad coach, but I I do think that like I had queued up in my tweet. I don't know how I don't know how good of a coach he is. I I had queued up in my drafts. I didn't send it, but I had queued up in my drafts. Like, don't talk to me about love at first sight. It's been six years, and I still don't know if Bill O'Brien's a good head coach. Right. I don't. I just felt like I don't think he's a good head coach. Like, I just think he's okay. I think he's, I think he's definitely good, but I, yeah, I mean, it's it it does make it difficult because the off if you don't have an offensive line, I just think it's really hard. I do. I just think it's hard, and they haven't had one since he's been there, really. So, especially the last couple years. For six years. Has it? It's been six already. Uh, three nine and seven years, one year in between. Early and on, then their line was eleven better. and five, so five. I guess five. Okay. I mean, he's had pretty decent success, and this is his first year he's had a starting quarterback for a full season. I don't know. It's AFC He definitely South doesn't trash. deserve to be fired. Let's put it that way. No chances he deserves to be fired. But, yeah, they got to start seeing results in the playoffs, I think, no doubt. Um, and, I, again, like, he doesn't have an offensive line. He didn't have Demarius Thomas. Kiki Kute was coming off of injury. He doesn't have Will Fuller. Like it just feels like Deontay Foreman ever came back to form from injury, and it just feels like a lot of things were going against him going into this game. Wasn't surprised it was twenty-one nothing early. Was surprised that it was actually kind of a game after that. I, I didn't expect Indy to kind of fall asleep after that. But um, man, I think the Colts can be in the Super Bowl. I really do. Yep. I think they've got a legit shot to knock off. Yep. Kansas City. That defense flies, and, and I not did, even, like they, I did not think I would ever utter those words this year. I really didn't. If if the Colts were good on defense this year, I would have thought Jabal Sheard had some kind of career year. Malik Cooker had ten picks and led the league. 
you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, not, and, and it hasn't even been those things. Like, yeah. And instead, it's like Pierre Desir locking down New Hopkins. <laughs> what and, the heck? And 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 uh, uh, Darius Leonard, the next coming of Derek oh Brooks and Jack gosh. Ham as oh Booger. So I had the volume turned down low, but I did catch your tweet on that, and I thought, wow, wow. Didn't he play with? Did he play with Brooks? Yes, yes, he won a championship with Brooks. Oh man, man, you just can't. Some things, man, you just can't. Darius awesome though, man. He is fast. He is fast. Probably the biggest transformation I've seen from a player from how they played in college to how they play in the NFL. Like complete, completely found his confidence. I feel. And Eberflus was a linebacker's guy. Okay, hold up. Speaking of that, Eric Ebron, dude. Yeah. What? The lion, the lions fans got to be pissed. Well, they were on him from the first drop, and they just killed his confidence. I guess I don't know. I mean, at some point, you, you just kind of throw up your hands. He clearly wasn't getting it in Detroit. I mean, he, he was better than people. Made no, out I know, to be, but, but like Ebron was straight mossing people this weekend. I know. Yeah, it's hard to understand what. And, and it's like the lions could have used that guy so bad. That guy. I mean, the guy that we watched this weekend. Mm-hmm. They could have used that guy yep. so bad over the last like two, three years. Yeah, I I, uh, I felt like Indianapolis had kind of the perfect game plan. Uh, probably would have been even worse in that first half if Watt hadn't tipped the ball. Watt hadn't been an animal just in general. Watt was unbelievable. Uh, now the Texans go into an offseason with question marks. Uh, Tyron Matthew, Javon Clowney, who gets signed long-term, you know, things like that. Uh, I think Watt's deal in the next couple of years is up. And so, I mean, they've got – Things they have to talk about, but more than anything, they've got to figure out the offensive line. They just, there's just nowhere they can go with that group. Yeah, you know, they just can't. But. What if, what if, follow me here. Watt plays both sides of the ball. <laughs> I'm, it literally can't be worse than Julian. You you know that JJ Watt. If if he if he, if Bill O'Brien called JJ Watt in his office and he was like, I need you to JJ, I need you to. I need you. I, no, he's here's how he started. He'd be like. JJ, do you love do you love this organization? You'd be like, no, yeah, I do, of course coach. I. He's like, he's like, of course I do, coach. I of course die I. Do. On that field. I broke my nose in like eight different places and was bleeding everywhere and still was on the field. All right, do you love this city? God, you know I do, coach. You know I love this city. You know I love this city. Then I need you to play right tackle and defensive end for me. I'll do it, coach. I'll do whatever I need to do for this city. You know he would do that. The true Captain America. Oh, he would definitely do it. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I, I think uh, Houston has, honestly, a lot of good pieces in place. I would not overreact to this. I know it's frustrating because they haven't had much success in the playoffs, but reality is that this is the fir- this is the best setup they've been, and they still got hit with injuries at the, at the wrong moment, and the Colts are, are really red hot and turned a corner, and it just felt like, bad timing i wouldn't overreact to it but at the same time there's got to be a little pressure on now to start winning in the playoffs um no i i think so i yeah no i think that's totally the case and the problem is that they're picking so late in the draft mm-hmm. and it's not a great it's not a great tackle class so i don't know yeah i think that they can definitely they could find a starter if they wheel and deal and do some things there's a couple free agents hitting the market that could be appealing as well uh for the tackle group so We'll see what New England decides to do with Trenton Brown, and but yeah, I mean you're right. You got to start developing some talent or make a move for somebody or something. You know, Bengals made a move for Cordy Glenn. I'm not saying Cordy Glenn was the guy, but 
it, those moves are possible. You just got to be aggressive uh, enough to be able to do them. So, yeah, I think that honestly, if you're Houston, that's the top priority in the offseason, and you just have to go. You have to go all in. It was like the Solder contract. Like, no, I don't want to pay Nate Solder big bucks. But if you don't pay Nate Solder big bucks, right, you're gonna get Deshaun right. Watson drilled like on a weekly basis because Solder may just be solid, but that's way better than your other options. Uh, and Solder's been okay for the Giants. You know, he's been he's been all right. He's not been a, the biggest problem or anything. And so you got to find a way to work with that. <laughs> you know, that's just the reality. So um, I think that 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 hurt them not not coming up with Solder. But okay, Seattle, Dallas. I honestly. I don't remember the last time I saw a game this poorly coordinated. Like, I honestly think Seattle was the better <laughs> football team. I mean, it was. Hey, man. This was if an they incredible game ball, to watch. If they would have just run the ball more in the first half, he says Pete Carroll. Said that, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he did. I like. I think Pete <laughs> Carroll's. almost cussed on the podcast. No, I said. You what almost a... cussed on the podcast. <laughs> I said, what a fool. Would have been a golden moment for all of us. Listen, I, I think oh, he's a good man. coach. I do. I just. John Hyamer almost had you hitting the bleep button. <laughs> I'll hit it for him, man. I, you don't even care. That was unbelievable. That he was... ran on third and eight with like, uh, it was like a one score game. He ran on third and eight. They were down, I'm pretty sure. I just couldn't, <clears> man. I was, I'm, I'm sorry. Like he was, the, Brian Schottenhammer was one of the worst hires of, the, of this offseason, probably the last couple of years. And uh, I we knew that it would end up this way. And when they've been brilliant, Russell's had an unbelievable year despite Russell all odds. Russell Wilson um, is incredible. He's man. awesome, dude. I mean, that throw awesome. to Doug Baldwin mm-hmm. at the sideline was on fourth and six. Yeah. And he put that ball perfect. And there was only one. So, I mean, uh, it was like, a tight window, man. Holy cow. That how do you take awesome. the ball out of that guy's hands? Like, how do you so do much. that? I they do it so much. It is just mind-boggling to me. Like, it truly is insane. I mean, Chris Carson had 13 carries for 20 yards. 20. Yeah, Rashad Penny, did he lead the team in rushing? Yards? On rushing yards? Yeah, big old 29 rushing yards. Yeah, on four carries. Yeah. They had what was it? It was uh, I know his long was twenty eight. Four. The other three carries <laughs> went for one. They had they had twenty four carries in the game. Twenty four, twenty five, something uh, like that. Thirteen plus eight, twenty four carries. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. And take Russell had three for fourteen in the touchdown. So that's I just can't. Yeah. I it just it's it's unbelievable how. I feel like the Seahawks are such a a weird study like oh, a weird the same thing every study. year right since the since the super bowl loss but like it, it's it's like on on one hand you could look at pete carroll and you could go wow that's a smart head coach guy who always believes in his players gets the most out of his players encourages them uh you're always in it when you got pete carroll and then on the other side you'd be like this guy's an idiot he continues to overthink himself they're using analytics in the wrong ways like like you could use all of that for Pete Carroll and it just this every Seahawks season I feel is just this weird ass roller coaster right and yeah. I, and, and at the it center is. of it is Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson somehow turns poop into whipped cream for this team all the time that is weird weird analogy but yeah but was it spot on it is, if you like whipped cream, I guess. Uh, it's okay. Um, but, whoa. yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. It's fine. Whoa. It's acceptable. Whoa. It's an, ex- whoa. It's an acceptable, acceptable topping, I think, as a dessert. Fine. I wouldn't choose it. 
I don't I don't get whipped cream. If I'm getting a milkshake or something, I don't get whipped cream on it. But I, do you eat the whipped cream? If they give it to me, yeah. I'm not like like, oh wow, I can't even touch this. But Okay, but if it's free. Oh, if it's free and they just gave it to me and it had whipped cream on it? No, like if if they were like, Hey sir, do you want this shake? And you say yes, and they're like, Would you like whipped cream on it? Your answer s- is no. Okay, talk about the Cowboys, please. <laughs> I don't even think Dallas is that great, to be honest, but uh, at this point I'm not really convinced that the Rams are either. They have just seem like they have some real issues and, and people are starting to figure them out a little bit. So I, I do think Dallas can somehow make the NFC Championship game. I can't believe I'm saying that because watching them is painful at times. Like they are just <laughs> – do you don't yeah. think they have a chance or no, 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 no. I wasn't laughing at that. I actually do think they have a chance. And I do want to say this. I'm a big Dak critic. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I always will be, I've but he's better than Malik him, Rozier. I've called him Dak Rozier in the past, <laughs> um, which I continue to chuckle glad to this day, but has I got to be one of the most slanderous things ever said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on top of just being disrespectful, Malik Rozier is horrendous. Oh man. Uh, Dak's probably a real nice dude too. Oh, um, yes. He had a great game, I thought. Stat was weren't perfect, and it's not like he was blowing it out of the water. But like, the, what they did against Seattle is Dallas's way to win football games. Like that is why Dak is on the team. I think he's he had a couple of throws that he made that were big time, that were clutch. It's not like he was making them all game long. They're still going to run the offense through Zeke. It's still going to have some RPOs in there. It's not going to be a dynamic offense, even with Amari Cooper. It's just not. Not to say that they can't hit a big throw every now and then. But that's not the basis of the offense. The offense is to be a a really steady on pace offense through running the ball. Don't whether turn it it's, over. it's on the ground, it's no turnovers, and I thought Dak did that very, very well against the Seahawks. And him executing his game plan as the quarterback was why I think they won that game because they 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 didn't turn the ball over much. I mean that that pick by. Uh, KJ Wright was just nutty, yeah, but right. other than that, I thought that they, I thought that they executed their game plan on offense to a T. That's what you want Dak Prescott to do. That's the way that the Cowboys win. They're not going to keep up with. I don't think they're going to keep up with the lengths of like the Rams or the Saints or something like that. But they did what they needed to do to win. So hats off to Dak. Yeah, I think that he was solid. You know, the whole offense solid. Zeke's obviously been Zeke's kind of. You know, I give him all the stuff that happened last year and watch him in, in the all or nothing or whatever for the Cowboys. And, man, I'm just like, I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy that could kind of kind of direct off path and not really come back to the player he once was. You know, there was the talk about him being overweight and all that, and I really feel okay, like he's yeah, kind of correcting back now. I, I had to look this up during the game because mm-hmm. I see Zeke, and when you see Zeke nowadays, you think of him at Ohio State and you go, wow, he's thick now, right? Yeah, right. Well, he's th- you didn't think he was thick at Ohio State or – I thought he was big at Ohio State, but now I think he's thick, thick with two C's. Okay, there aren't a lot of running backs that run. I'd have maybe okay. He was two. He was two hundred and twenty-five pounds of the combine. I checked. Mm-hmm. What do you think he weighs right now? Uh, same. He was two twenty-five at the combine. John, go look at what he looks like at the combine. Don't uh, tell me he's the same weight. Two thirty? Then you think it's, you think it's more like two forty? I no I way. Think this dude is like two thirty five, two thirty eight. I can't. I don't think he's too spry to be that heavy. That's what I'm saying, though. I think he's two twenty five. 
I think he still is. I think he's 225. No way. Maybe a little no redistribution way. to his gut, but I think he's 225. No, he looks like he's in better shape this year, <laughs> I feel like. I think he's – I think he's. The, I mean, that's the catalyst for them, just exactly what you said. Like, that's the catalyst for them to win. Now, I think there's an issue because they need that defense – they need defensively to play at that level, and whenever Seattle threw the ball, it was successful, basically. So – I worry about the corners. Like, Byron Jones started the year hot, but that luster is worn off. He's getting torched on a weekly basis now, uh, I feel like. And, uh, man, they did him dirty a couple times. Awuzie, he's up and down. I mean, he just can't find the football. So I just think the Rams, if they're going to have success attacking those guys vertically right now, we know the Cowboys' safety play hasn't been elite all season long. I think they can – when the Cowboys get got, I bet it's through the pass, through uh, giving up yards in the passing game. And that's how they can't stop teams. And when – Either the Saints Fair. or the Rams figure that out, or maybe Fair. it's the Eagles. Um, but I think that's where they'll get got in the end. Okay, give me your chances now of us seeing an Eagles-Cowboys-NFC championship game because I know that the Eagles should have lost to the Bears. They are, I don't think they are as good, and I think that they should have lost to the Bears in this game. Cody Parkey's field goal blocked a little bit. It looks like um, somebody got a tip on it, but... I don't know. I just felt like Chicago was in position to win. Philly had that magic going about him. Can it happen again? Could we see Philly-Dallas in the NFC Championship game? The world would melt. I mean, if you thought the Cowboys and Eagles Twitter was crazy before. Right. Uh, we we would all be blown away, I think, if both of the teams made the championship. I, guess, I mean, I guess it's possible. I still think the favorites in both of those matchups would be the home teams, but... I mean, I you could. I guess, you know, theoretically. These teams are both playing. Philly's the only team... With more momentum than anyone than in Philly is is Indianapolis, I think. Right. And then the Cowboys are showing that they got the speed on defense to kind of suffocate anybody. So we'll see, I guess. It could be interesting. I think the Saints still give them the edge over Philly. I just can't get past the fact that Philly's... It's so hard oh, to yeah. win in New Orleans, Yeah, man. that's the thing, too. It's so hard to win. I just can't be talked into two straight years of this Nick Foles madness. Just can't do it. Chargers, Ravens. Did the Ravens make the right call by not sitting Lamar? Yeah. I think so. Flacco wouldn't have done that. Wouldn't have done Me anything too. anyway. How I just think Flacco going to be on the team? How much longer? This was it? Yeah. This was it? Okay. Okay. Right. Then, then Lamar has to learn what it takes to win down the stretch. Or not win down the stretch. Both. You have to learn. Right. He has to learn. You went to Lamar middle of the season, knowing full well what that meant. It meant that this was your this was your quarterback moving forward. You have to play him. Yep. And I know, but I, I I understand that the I guess when you make it to the playoffs, you got to do whatever you can to advance and blah blah blah. Right. I, I I get that point, but if you're asking me, I'm not taking Lamar out. I'm this wasn't not. old Peyton either or anything, you know. This is Joe Flacco. Dude sucked for a couple of years. Like, don't act like this was, you know, <laughs> what's left of Peyton Manning sitting in the wings. Or you know what I mean? Like, this isn't that type of a situation. Like, come on, man. Like, Joe Flacco is doing that? Nah. Like, it just isn't happening. Like, the Ravens had limitations offensively that nobody wanted to talk. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Few people wanted to talk about because it was more exciting to hype what was going right. Fair. I get it. But the issue is that their method was not sustainable. And people are like, oh, it's great to see a running team getting the play. Great. But it's not sustainable, folks. It just isn't. 
sorry. Like it, it works for a while. People say running the ball wins in January with playoff football. It doesn't. Okay. It's just not And this weekend. Prove that over and over and over again. Chargers second time around figured out what they needed to do. Stopped Baltimore and manhandled their offensive line. Most of the game won the line of scrimmage and Lamar was totally lost. And I think the fumbles are a big concern mm-hmm. moving forward. There's a lot to be concerned about moving forward. There's a lot to be excited about moving forward. It's all about the future. I'm not overreacting to one game in any way, shape, or form. But I appreciated the fact that Harbaugh didn't make the quick trigger panic decision in a big moment, and he stuck with his guy. And, you know, Lamar especially, made some plays to bring him back. Especially since Harbaugh is coming back. And, like, that is his quarterback. Because going into the next year, I, I think that we've learned that, like, Lamar Jackson is a very, like, prideful dude. And I know a lot of people in the NFL are. But, like, yes. how would you feel if you went 6-1 and one as a starter, got your team to the playoffs, and then when the going got tough, mm-hmm. your head coach, the guy who's going to be your head coach next year, bailed on you? I, that, I, I don't yeah. think you can do that at all. Right. You and can't. Harbaugh knew that and made the wise decision, I thought. Not only for the—I think it was the right decision for the game. I think it was the right decision for the future of the team. And I think everything's intact now. Now it's about getting Lamar better, getting a couple better players around him, I think, too, but making him improve. And that's mm-hmm. my biggest concern is Lamar mechanically has not really changed at all. I don't know if he's resistant to change or if it's just not happening naturally for him. Mental processing-wise, he still has a very kind of laid-back attitude in the pocket, uh, like he can evade everyone and get out of any situation. And he'll do it once or twice. He also got sacked like 100 times today and fumbled three times. And it's just, I don't know if you can ever get to that point with him where he changes the way that he plays enough to become a way more consistent player. It's going to be fascinating to see. I do think, and I said this pre-draft, I said this on the show many times, my line about Lamar was he can have a bad process, can't tell you how many times I watched him look at a wide-open receiver in college and didn't throw the ball. Just didn't do it. Down the field, didn't pull the trigger. Look, kept looking, took off, ran, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But like he can have a bad process and still achieve a positive result. May not have been the best result of the play. He can still get a good result out of a play. That That's fair. will alleviate some concerns at quarterback because a lot of guys miss that open receiver and they're probably getting sacked or they're pro- you know they're probably in trouble. They're forcing it somewhere else. He can actually achieve a good result still in those types of plays. Still, too many of those types of plays bury you. I, that's and that's why I just never was on board with whether he's going to end up being a preferable starter or not. But I still think it's a more than anything, it's a promising start for sure for him. And obviously there's a lot of room to grow and things to get better at. And mm-hmm. hopefully he does, because I think that there is talent there, obviously. And so um, I'm definitely excited to see what the future holds. But the way the Chargers played was pretty unforgivable. They let the Ravens back in the game, almost lost the game. Um, it was... It was too reminiscent of past Chargers teams to me. So either they go out and they just annihilate New England next week and they you know, show us that that was a fluke, or I feel like this team could end up right. I mean, you picked the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Do you feel very confident, even as, as much as New England may be weaker this year? You can't feel that confident going I, into next week's game. I mean, I kind of do. Like, I, You still I, feel confident? I'm going to pick the Chargers. Wow, look yeah. at you. Well, I appreciate yeah. the bravery. I just but. think... I, I think the Chargers are the. I just think the Chargers are the better team. I think so. they are too. But will they play like it? It's, will they coach like I it? I mean, that's my big question. Ken Wisenhunt or Josh McDaniels? Yeah, but like, uh, dude, playing at Baltimore is tough. That defense is good. I get that they let them come back and they let it slip a little bit, but I, th- I, I do think this Chargers team is different. Maybe I'll eat crow if they lose next week, and people can come at me and say, "How could you 
how could you leave in the Chargers? You knew better. Maybe I did, but I, I I do think that they let it slip a little bit this week against the Ravens, and I think that they felt that, and maybe they're going to go into next week being like, we can't, we can't do that anymore. Well, yeah. if we're going to be real, if we're going to be Super Bowl champions, we can't have those valleys that low. We can't because one of the times we won't. Work. So, so I got faith in them this year. I do. They didn't even average two and a half. Eckler had eleven carries, and I think Gordon had seventeen or eighteen. They didn't even average two and a half yards of carry between the two of them today, and they just kept pounding good, the rock. Good, don't run the ball. I know, but they did. Just That's the problem. The, <laughs> the problem to me isn't that they were unsuccessful; yeah. it's that they kept doing it against run Baltimore. Game January, John. Oh, it's just how have we not moved past this at this point? But anyway, I thought that you know, with Philip Rivers, you obviously have a chance. But I just. I don't know. Maybe it's the mystique of New England in, in the playoffs and in these two teams having totally different trajectories over the past several years in the playoffs. Like, couldn't be more different. New England, like, honestly, like, cake walks to the Super Bowl every year and the Chargers, no matter how talented they are, can't get out of their own way. And it's a different coach and a lot of different players, but at the end of the day, I just have a hard time. Unless they're playing great football right now, and I don't... I thought the last couple of weeks of the season, they really, since the Chiefs game, really, they just... They weren't, they weren't playing great football, so... Um, to me, out of the four teams that won, or yeah, the four teams that won, I was the least inspired to believe or to pick the, in the Chargers to win the next week out of the four teams that won this week. That was my impression. Even, from the even though you said Philly should have lost? Yes, I still think so, because Philly's got that, that factor right now, man. They're playing the best ball they could possibly be playing, um, and I think that it's still flawed, but... All right. I don't know. Now, do I, will I pick Philly to beat the Saints? Right. No, I won't. And I won't pick the Chargers to beat the Patriots. I'll pick the Saints and I'll pick the Patriots in that game. I'll pick the Cowboys and I might just pick the Colts. Man. Who did you? Who did you? Who did you pick this weekend? I can't remember. I got three of four. I picked uh, the only one I got wrong was I picked Baltimore to win, and it was in the Chargers came out. Oh, because I got I got I got three of four too. Yes, because I picked the Seahawks. Yes. Yeah. All right. Because, but you did you pick? Okay. Did you pick Baltimore? No, you picked the Chargers. Yeah, because you no, stuck I with them. the Chargers. Yeah. yeah, you weren't feeling confident, yeah. but you picked them because you wanted to ride with your guys. So, Mad oh, I just said it would be a good game. How about uh, tonight's game? Going to be a good game. What you got planned? Anything? Huh? We'll get together. Um, you know, just a standard. Uh, whole lot of hot wings. Um, of course. You know, that's just basically it. That's for it. For any, any big game. It doesn't even really matter. It just revolves around as eating as many there. wings as possible. I think it's going to be a really fun game, man. I do. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a classic type. I'm going. I think it's going to be one of the better. I, out of the Clemson Alabama games, and we've had some doozies. I think it'll be right up there uh, with the with the three real good ones. So or the two real good ones. I think it'll be the I third. Agree. I agree. I think who do you, who do you think wins? One. Well, I picked on Friday. I picked Clemson, and even though I definitely see, I wrote this in oh, my yeah, preview article. I wrote this in my preview article on uh, on Saturday morning for the game. I said if these two teams played. Like the the majority, of, let's say they played ten times. I think Bama would win nine, but not this time. This time, I think it's Clemson. I just think they have. I think they have enough, and I think Alabama is hurting at some spots that Clemson can can kind of even out the game uh, this time around. Anyway, so I, I think I think Clemson totally has enough. I will I would agree with you there, but I don't think it happens. I think Alabama wins. I think Alabama is just. I think they're just too good at everything. I really do. So uh, these are the two best teams in college football. We've been on a collision course since last year's national title. Um, and it's since 
Clemson didn't get in and we didn't get out. Well, we did, but it wasn't for the right. national championship. Um, right. I just think that this is this is the course that we've been on the entire season. It's a bit. I, Clemson literally moved on from from Kelly Bryant to win to for this game. Right. This is the yep. entire reason yep. why Trevor Lawrence started when he did as early as he did to get him ready for this game. This was the mm-hmm. counter to Tua. So we have been building the entire season. It has been a chess match between these two head coaches. And I, I know that they'll tell you, oh, you know, it's week to week. We can't look by this week, all this kind of stuff. That might be true for Alabama just because they were ranked number one and they knew they were going to get in. But you better believe that Dabo Sweeney, in the back of his mind, was thinking about Alabama mm-hmm. every single week this year. Yeah, Because absolutely. this is the course that they've been on. So it'll be fun, man. It'll be fun. Now let me ask you this. If you ha- if you you this And this to wrap up the show. Leave the people with this. Your response here. If you mm-hmm. had to pick one of these players right now, say they were both eligible for the 2019 draft, to lead your franchise, would you pick Tua Tagovailoa or Trevor Lawrence? I think I'd pick Trevor Lawrence. I, I think, think I would, I would pick Trevor Lawrence. I think I would too, yeah. Now watch two is going to come out and throw like six tutties and Lawrence gonna is going to struggle. Bama Twitter is going to be all over us. Oh, I know. We're going to get hammered. I mean, I think both are exciting, but yeah, I think I would. But probably probably can't go wrong, I want to say. But there you go. There's our thoughts no, from the playoff I, games this past weekend. Like, and then uh, again for uh, tonight's a national championship game between Clemson and Alabama. Should be a fun one. Enjoy the game. We'll be back throughout the rest of the week. We've got to start looking at Shrine Games, Senior Bowls, breaking all that kind of stuff down. The deadline for underclassmen declarations is coming up as well. Got about a week to go for that. We're already over 100. I think we're at 102, 103 as of this morning. So uh, churning our way toward another record-breaking year in terms of underclassmen declarations. Should have several after the national championship game as well. So we'll keep you caught up on all that. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on NFL Draft.